You're listening to Waddle and Sylvia, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Hope your Wednesday's going well. I love this week. It's uh, in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. So whether you're working and you're still going with the everyday grind and you're uh, going to the end of the year, uh, we thank you for listening or you're just uh, getting some returns done. Maybe you're uh, going uh, from uh, place to place with the kids as they're out of school. Maybe you're doing some fun stuff with the kids. Uh, Thank you for joining us uh, for that as well. This could be a really fun week, I know, for with the family. My boys are uh, out of school here for the next a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, Jeff Joniak right now joins us uh, for the second week in a row. I missed Jeff last week. I know he. I had a missed call from him, and uh, he was uh, just checking up on me, which yeah. was very nice of very nice of you, well, Jeff, yeah, last week it, to it, do that. It, the interesting thing is, I called you, and like uh, Brian Erlacher has done on occasion when I pocket dialed him or whatever, uh, could be three in the morning. Happened one time I was getting back at like 4.30 in the morning from the airport, at the airport, and I pocket down instantly. Is everything okay? That's what you said. Is everything okay? And here I was checking on my good friend to see how you were feeling. Well, like, again, and, and Joniak joins us on the Car Tire and Auto Hotline. I, I do think it was a bit, like, I love that you were thinking of me, and um, but there was no then voicemail message saying that or there was no follow-up text saying hey i just called to to check up on you and want to make sure so when there is a missed call yeah that that does leave it as an open-ended possibility that hey they're pissed at you at Hallis Hall or something like that. <laughs> who who the hell knows like why Joniak is calling me and not leaving me a voicemail well, message? There is a re- there is reason for that, and maybe it's now you're mature, you're a father, you're married, you're an established professional in this great sports town. But correct me if I'm wrong. Many moons ago, I believe that you didn't like getting text messages or phone calls. So I don't look at my phone. So this is something I remember. With a younger Mark Silverman, that's not your thing, so I don't want to bother you. But I, 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 I don't. Is this true? That. Is this no, not true? I, maybe like a maybe back in the day, I would yes, just I'm say, "Text me, don't, don't," or I would put yeah, on don't. my voicemail, "Don't leave a message." Just exactly. Text me. Yes. Why like, though? Why? Why don't you want to interact with your people, especially? No, your I do friends. interact with text messages. Yes. Okay. No. Okay. No. Yeah. But that well, was, I'm old. Good so, memory. You know. And your memory usually sucks too. Yes, it does, but not these big things. Not these big things. I got to say, um, I really, really enjoyed uh, seeing Kelly, your oh, yeah. your, your daughter. And um, it she was. Just, it, she's sitting in the booth with me right now, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but ha- because she's carless this week, you know, coming in from uh, University of North Carolina. So she came up northern suburbs, did her, uh, you know, weightlifting thing and said, hey, can I pop in? I got some work to do. You know, she's working on her thesis. So she's sitting here working in a book. On a computer, and I'm uh, banging out the the chart for the Bears Falcons game. So I told her cool. I told her this um, when I saw her, and she got to meet uh, my youngest Braxton in our suite. And I think she got a kick out of him. I said that to her, y- "You got to be proud of your dad. You got to be proud of your old man because 
he's doing some work, and I got to tell you that you got to be proud of her because what what a fine young lady she has turned out to be. Because the last time I saw her, she was probably I said this to her. I like when I first met her, she was probably Braxton's age. Yeah, I mean she's uh, she's been around these parts since uh, you know her birth, so. She's been brought up, both her and Caitlin, around the Bears organization, uh, which I started working with in 97. So that's right in their wheelhouse when they were babies. So, yeah, you, you saw her around here running around. Like, you know, it's funny. On Christmas Eve, we went to um, the Langham. We went to the Langham for a little cocktail, a little, little food on Christmas Eve, and we saw all these little kids running around. They were dressed to kill, nice dresses. You know, kids look, all the kids look ready to go out on Christmas Eve, and they were just running around like crazy. I go, that, were you, that was you guys. And I miss those days. So, you know, and you're still a little bit in those days. Yeah, you know? sure. sure. What, what, what is more fun? Like, did you like the, did you like the days when they were running around like those little kids? Or do you like sitting across the table having that's a, a drink with your daughter? Okay, that, that is a great, great question. I love both because I miss one and I don't get enough of the other. So I miss it when they're little kids. But, boy, when you're working like we, we have in this business, you're working around the clock during the football season. It's seven days a week, and you're tired. And they're, you know, they're not listening, but they haven't seen you, so they're excited. It's the holidays. You're just trying to keep your eyes open. Now, you know, you try and... Every last second you have with them, because they're not here, you want to spend time with them and, and visit. So, yeah, we were. And we get into great – I've always – Kelly's a conversationalist. She enjoys talking to adults. So she lights up when she sees adults. And so we have adult conversation. It was fun. You know, beautiful view of the city on Christmas Eve. It was awesome. I loved it. Loved it. That, that is great. Uh, one other thing before we get into some bears. Did, like, I got some dirty looks, and, and like Thayer left me a mask um, <laughs> because like, I was coughing up a storm. See, I, I didn't was, hear you. I didn't hear you. When I was told by the doctor like I, yeah. that, that this is the post-virus cough, right. that, I, that this is after the virus. I'm no longer contagious. But, but yes, I was coughing up a storm. And, and yes, it, like I had, you guys. You looked, did, you looked a little peaked. I, I, I have not slept, Jeff. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I believe me. Hey, listen, you're talking to a guy that's, when I get sick, it goes, it starts a little bit in my head or it'll start in my throat, sore throat, and then it goes right to my chest. And yeah. I'm telling you, it, when it goes to the chest, it, all bets are off because you could get a tickle in there and it yes. will not, you will not stop hacking. So, yeah, it keeps you up. You lose sleep. You're not happy. You're irritable. Mm-hmm. And then you got people like Tom and I giving you looks. Dirty looks. But I'll and tell like, you, the, some other look, people me, in that booth. And yeah, like, well, it, it, listen, it, 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 did everyone make it okay? Like, we made I was, it. Well, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I got good, a few sniffles good. today, but I think, you know, I just saw a report today on Channel 7 or whatever about allergies in this part of the year are unusually active and I'm I have seasonal allergies and they're you know they're kind of a challenge okay so but I do have one question so you don't get your own headset now you used mine for halftime yeah that was what that happened was, I no 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 that was my headset I didn't use your headset oh then why did <laughs> No, because that was, wait, Paul Zerang gave me tissue. Hey, wipe down your 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 uh, your, your uh, workspace. I sat at your workspace. Oh, though. I thought because I'm wiping no. down the microphone. No, 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 no. Ears. I, no, I, Paul gives me my own headset. I didn't I use your headset. Figured. No. See, oh yeah, boy, because yeah, yeah. then I started. I, I wouldn't I started, do that. No, I started, no, no. I started getting into you know 
I was hyperventilating. I was oh, no, uh, no, having no. angina. I would do that to this. you. No, look, I, I no. was. You said what? What'd you say? You had what? Angina. Oh, I, you scared me there for a second. I'm like, what? <laughs> nice what was try. going on in nice the Nice try. Nice, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice try. All right. So, what is what is going on there uh, at Hallis Hall today? I well, we we carry the the Justin press conference. Yeah. And, and uh, do you get the feeling he is tired out of the big picture questions? Of course. Of course, what player wouldn't be, you know, especially a quarterback? And, you know, there haven't been that many. It's just been the last few weeks, and you know they're going to continue. They, they will continue. But they were workaround type of questions about it. But he's, he's not he, – he's a smart guy, so he knows what they were going for. So he wasn't too revealing. He's sticking to his stance of living in the moment. And so I'm, I'm applauding that. That's what you have to do. He has no control over anything but his own performance. His readiness to get mentally prepared for a football game, to get himself physically ready for a football game. And any player will tell you that. And any player who tells you it doesn't creep into the back of their mind or they're not thinking at, about it at the front of their mind is probably lying. So, yeah, it's he just doesn't want to talk about it, nor should he. And so it, it's an interesting uh, situation for a guy who is extremely talented, and but this team is trying to find its way into the future, and they've got draft capital, and there will be many questions to answer once the season is over. Do you believe that this is an interesting game? Because not only is he still maybe trying out for polls and trying out for Eberflus and the organization, but this also could be a tryout for his so-called hometown team. Well, you're talking about Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, like, he's from Georgia, and it could be the team that doesn't have the draft capital to get a quarterback, and the team that's been connected to, ooh, that could be an interesting fit there for the Falcons. Well, I see where you're going, Um, but don't you think the resume is pretty much out there now? He's had, what, 36 games played, 37 games, something like that, and, you know, I don't want to be a uh, what's the word I'm uh, looking for here. Um, can't think of the word I want to say here, but I always talk about every snap matters in an NFL season. You, you don't you don't take snaps off. It is it is your resume and everything like that. And there are two important games in terms of of the fact that the Bears and the Falcons are two of twenty four teams that still have a shot at going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the facts. Like they're not eliminated yet until they punch your ticket. And say hey, you're not welcome. You know you got to think that way. Even though the Bears are a one percent chance, and a lot of things would have to happen miraculously. Uh, so, but you know I think trends develop over the course of a player's career. And scouts out there, they already know two games against two teams at the end of a season. You know, unless it's something superhuman, I don't know that it would change anybody's opinion of a player. Uh, quarterback, you know, maybe a little different because everybody is falling over themselves trying to find one. And now I would recommend everybody trying to find at least two for your football team moving forward, given that nearly 60 are about to play this 2023 season. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of an interesting situation, a unique situation, if you ask me, because we know how uh, this is a polar polarized town when it comes to this uh, mm-hmm. this, this particular quarterback and what he does well and what he still is inconsistent on so um it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting few weeks that's for sure 
What is what is the health situation like, Jeff, with uh, with this team right now? You know, the injury report, you know, Tevin Jenkins is the biggest one. He said he full go today, but, you know, it was one of those split practices, some walkthrough and some, some work on the field. So, But until he gets the green light that he's completely cleared, I'm not sure. I, I'm thinking it's going to end in a positive direction. I, I'd love to see Cole Komet back, but he's working through that quad and knee. Uh, so, you know, that that's somebody to keep an eye on this week. It sounds like DJ Moore. Man, he's one tough son of a gun, isn't yes, he? he is. I love what he did on Sunday, and he winds up making one of the biggest plays of the game on the third down. Throwing a really good throw by Justin to kind of seal the deal. Uh, but, you know, you could just see Eberflus at the podium that, yeah, he's fine. He'll be fine. So he, he's a good to go. Uh, Deontay Foreman will be back. So it'll be interesting to see if he's uh, feeling better. He's had a lot of other nicks, not to mention the, the personal issue he needed to attend to this past week. So, uh, yeah, hey, and Equimania St. Brown is healthy, and he, I didn't think he was going to come back this season. He's got a pectoral, so he's back. Uh, Noah Sewell, a young linebacker, he's back. He's a really good special teams player. So, yeah, they're pretty healthy, pretty healthy overall. Um, I want to ask you about Montez Sweat because I, I remember we talked to you the day, I think it was the day that he was in the building first. If it wasn't that day, it was the day after. But I think it was, I, we were there the day that he had the press conference and there was a lot of talk and I, I wasn't sure. I was still itchy about giving up the second round pick. And the one of the reasons why I was itchy about it, Jeff, was it, like I thought he was good. I mm-hmm. thought he was maybe really good. But he's played great. Oh yeah. Like did you did you think that he was this great? I did because of what I saw of him on tape. So I watched a lot of it and yeah, I, I like long edge players who are athletic and he's uniquely fast. So and that speed shows up. It's not like he just put on his track shoes and ripped off a four four because he he just did, and that's what he trained for. He's legit. That's legit. And so you, there's there's few people on the planet that big, that fast, mm-hmm. and the long arms. So in every game, that speed has shown up, even Sunday against a fast quarterback in Kyler Murray. But the hands up, batted pass, that was nearly a pick six by the big guy, and that would have brought the house down at Soldier Field for those fans who were there on Sunday. So I, I just I love the player. You get another one on the other side. I do believe you still need another big impact one and, and keep some of these guys you have on to rotate in, and it could be a really impressive impressive front. I mean, the defense is impressive as we speak now. So it could become stellar with, a, with another pass rusher on the outside, a young guy with juice, and the development of the interior guys is also going to be a critical aspect of this as well. Um, But, you know, he played on a really good front four in Washington. So, you know, he probably got his share of doubles just like the interior guys did. And, he, you know, he maybe didn't put the same math as he's putting on here. But uh, one-on-ones, they ran away from him a lot. He's an outstanding run defender. I think that's some of the things you get lost on with Edge Rusher. We always talked about Khalil Mack. You know, you only think about his pop, but he was an outstanding edge rush, uh, edge defender in, in the run game too. So I I appreciate both because you can you can ruin a defense by just running at a guy who doesn't have any interest in defending the run. Then you just run at him all day and he mutes his pass rush. So you're not going to do that with Montez Sweat. When you talk about uh, another pass rusher, are you dreaming of a player like Daniel Hunter? 
or out of this class. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, to, from my early investigation, I did a lot more work back in September and October to kind of get ready for the draft, and I'm going to be calling the Senior Bowl again this year for SiriusXM, oh. so I have to get ready. And I, I really I don't know what the depth of that position is right now. Uh, obviously, Jared Versa from Florida State is the name that everybody's going to pop up, but others will will come to the front as well. But um, hey, even if it's an interior guy, I, you know, just another nasty pass rusher. But yeah, Daniil Hunter. I mean, uh, again, I got you. Just want to be sure about that because you got to continue to make the smart decisions in free agency, and by that I mean the age has got to be right. Uh, also, the health has to be right. right. And while he stayed healthy this year, that has not been the case for his entire career. But, I mean, that's a bad man right there. It is. Yeah. And, look, <laughs> like, like, and, like, if they're ready to take that jump, th- I know he's going to – I think he's 30 now. Like, it, it, you can understand that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay now if they're ready to take that jump with this defense. Like, I like I love your, your, your conversations because I don't even call them interviews because they're conversations with polls. They hear him and the pride and the, how he talks about that defense and how there could be one or two players away from being dominant. And if you get a Daniil Hunter, you know, and I know the three technique is so important to this defense, but if you get Daniil Hunter and you take him away from the Vikings because they can't franchise him, like that to me is right. You do a double dip, yeah. You weaken one team and strengthen another, right? Yes. I, I, here's the thing. Okay, so that aside, let's just talk quarterbacks for a minute. Okay, what Denver's doing today with Russell Wilson, who's the seventh-rated quarterback in the NFL, and whatever your opinions are, he's had a really good year, right? But they've they've hit they hit the skids here a little bit. There's money, major money involved by doing this or whatever, and and you look what's going on around the league. I believe this could be the most insane uh, process for teams trying to get their guy at quarterback in this offseason. Now, maybe we say this every year, but it just seems to me that more and more teams are hitting the hit, hit, looking to hit the nail and they're hitting their thumb on the quarterback situation. And so I, I don't quite know how, what this is going to mean. There could be big trades. There could be just teams – you know, throwing a lot on the table to move up. I mean, just think about it. Think about how many teams. I just ripped off like 10 today just analyzing it a little bit. Even Pittsburgh, they got Kenny Pickett, but do they love him? You know, Washington thought they had Sam Howell. He got our free – no, they don't. He just got benched. Uh, Denver, is that a sign that, yeah, we're going to eat the salary. We're going to eat – the cap hit is going to be insane – uh, our team's going to be doing this because, again, teams are falling over there over themselves trying to find a quarterback. So, it's, so what uh, are it's you saying? Are, are I'm, you I'm saying, just saying that, is there, there's going to be a lot of movement out there. So I are you saying that, that maybe now you could be more open to even if the Bears decide that Justin may not be the guy? And I'm not saying you're saying that, but that that the that they could be paying even a bigger king's ransom than last year that you could be open to trading down just because of what a team could be willing to pay to get up to one I know you're talking bears specific and and I'll just say it won't surprise me but I don't know if the bears will do that I, I just I I don't think it'll surprise me I really don't but at the same time I, I, you know I need I need plenty of quarterback depth on my my team 
at this point. When, when you have this many injuries in this sport right now with athletic quarterbacks, and they, they are going to get dinged. They're going to get dinged. What, Cleveland just lost their backup quarterback? <laughs> he, he's out for the year now. They put him in on certain situations, played a few plays, got hurt, the kid from UCLA. So I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I tell you, that is going to be one hard decision. It's going to be, uh, that's a, that's a, we're in a billion dollar industry here, and it's a hard decision. Glad it's not me. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, before we let you go, did you, um, we've talked about it a couple of times. Did you see or read about the, the Green Bay Packers suspension of okay. Jair Alexander and how crazy I just, that is? I just saw it on Twitter, the, the, the interview of him after the game, and I showed my daughter Kelly, and she goes, who's that? And I go, well, it's a really good player, Jair Alexander, uh, one of my favorite DBs in the NFL, but when you put yourself before the team and do something silly like that, you deserve to get suspended, in my opinion. So you, you can't be doing that. So he goes out there. He's not a captain, and he he makes the call, and he almost blew the the, the coin toss call. <laughs> and what I mean, I thought I saw everything. I I really did. We're right. I've never heard of anything like this. It's crazy. Now we could all say, "Oh, how funny is that? Oh, yeah, the the fellas on the team, you know, yeah." No, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I'm I'm glad the Packers put their foot down. Is it a one or a two gamer? It's a one game right now. Okay, so he'll be ready for the Bears. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 we'll see. But like, I yeah, love, I, I love Packer chaos. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's silly. What are you going to do that for? What are you thinking? I, I it, no... It's just like the Javon Wims coming off the sidelines just to pop uh, Gardner uh, Johnson in the in the. Yeah. Right. Why, why would you do after, that after like the second time? Wasn't that the second time too? Well, like, was you there, came like, off the sideline. <laughs> And you popped the guy. He wanted you to do it. Yeah. He coached you into doing it. The mm-hmm. whole, you know. Uh, but there's, yeah, I just, that's a head scratcher, man. And he didn't think anything of it. Nothing. Are, are, that interview after the game, he's like, yeah, I'm from Charlotte. Who cares? So what do you got uh, after the Bears game? Uh, are, you, are you a New Year's guy? Not particularly. Uh, Plans are still being formulated. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, they're being formulated. I'm so not, that, that I, sounds no. like something could be in the hopper. Something could be in the hopper, but I'm not going to reveal my plans for New Year's Eve on this show. I'm just not going to do it. Well, I mean, what, what, were you scared <laughs> that like someone's going to crash the Joniac New Year's Eve party? <laughs> There's not going to be a New Year's, Eve, New Year's Eve party. It's going to be a party of two, me and my girlfriend. That's about I it. I like it. Okay. No, I, I don't know toast. yet. I, I don't know yet. I don't know. Champagne you know, bath. Got, what do you we, got we, going? Get out of here. We got we got <laughs> we got we got to do Bears game night live. I mean, we got lots going on. Yeah, you got to see all over the place. You know, it's it's football season. It's it's not a holiday. It's going to be business as usual Monday at Hallis Hall, I'm sure. For the New Year's Day festivities. I love it. I love it. Hardest what about you? Man out there. What about you? We don't know. I like I got to figure out if my you wife need a babysitter. Is um, no, I like we like to include the kids in the okay. little New Year. Okay. We don't stay out till midnight. Well, we like to take them for a good dinner. They're good right. going out to dinner, and we like to include them in a like. I I want to be in bed by ten. You 10? know, ten ten. What happened to the Silverman I used to run around with? That guy's gone twenty years ago, Joniak. Oh, he's long gone. You're no more fun. Are you kidding me? <laughs> not not uh, ten o'clock is a good. That's a good night for me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I I don't go to I, that's that's rare for me. Yeah, that's rare. A few glasses of wine, Even, yeah, and then a, a good bedtime. Yeah, okay. Well, you got a lot of sports to watch on. You're gonna be doing some scouting on New Year's Day. Oh, you know you? it. 
Yeah. Whoever's well, willing to play anymore. I mean, may not be scouting well, for a coach anymore, but uh, that's a whole different story. All right. So, <laughs> time to go. I got to take care of some things. All right, They're Jeff. calling my name. See ya. See ya, buddy. There he is. He's the best. Jeff Joniak uh, right there, the voice of the Bears. Him and Tom right here Sunday. And I've got your pregame show with Dion and Lance Briggs. If you want to weigh in, I-, I promised a conversation on Justin. Let's have a Justin talk. And I want to have this without Getsy. I want to have this without Caleb Williams. I want to have this without Drake May. I want to know production-wise, whether you're a fan or not. And I think we're all Justin fans, but this is about production for me. And, like, I'll get mentions where people say, Sylvie, uh, you're a Justin hater. I don't hate Justin. I like Justin. The production hasn't been there for me. So if you're a Justin fan, where has the production been for you? Tell me. And, and don't give me the butts. This isn't the Getsy butts. This isn't the offensive line butts. Let's zero in on Justin. Let's not talk about prospects. Let's just talk Justin next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. The Bears have been around for 100 years. They've never had a quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards. We believe you're going to be in Chicago for a long, long time. Will you break that record? I will. Plan on doing it this year, too. Woo! Plan on doing it this year. Justin Fields, uh, before the season, right now he has 2,100 yards. Uh, Justin's goal was to be a better passer this year. I know, you know, he continues to wow us with some of the runs, um, the splash plays. You could put a really good YouTube channel together with lots of great clips. I love everything about Justin Fields. I love um, the way he competes. I love his, his toughness. I love how strong he is. I love his work ethic. I love how smart he is. I love that he's a leader. What I don't love is the production. And I don't think that's being a hater. I, I don't. And, and like, that's where, like, the disconnect, I feel, is when it comes to a lot of the people who love Fields and thinks that he gets a bad rap in this town. And that's what I want to have a conversation with you about. I want to talk about production. Fields' goal was to throw for 4,000 yards this year. Throw for 4,000 yards. There's this gif going around on, is that what it is? Is it a meme or is it a gif? What is it with the Lamar Jackson stuff, uh, Tyler? Oh, it's just a picture, yeah. Picture? Yeah, so it's yeah. just, it's a, just a tweet, it's not, yeah. it's not a meme, it's not a gif, it's no. just a picture? Yeah. Okay, so it's just a picture, it's a comp. This comp about Lamar Jackson in him is, is one of the silliest things I've ever, I've ever seen. We've got to stop it. And Waddle was was texting in the group, too, and he pointed this out. That to compare Lamar Jackson, Pat the designer was doing it this morning, too. Pat, you got to stop. I know you love him. And it's great that you love him. But let's talk about production. 
Lamar Jackson in his second season threw for 36 touchdowns. Justin Fields has thrown for 39 touchdowns in his career. Let's talk about some other comps. Blake Bortles had a season when he threw for 35 touchdowns. I repeat, Justin Fields has thrown for 39 touchdowns in his career. Look at Marcus Mariota's first three seasons in the league. Justin Fields' first three seasons does not compare favorably to Marcus Mariota. I could go on and on. And when we talk about production, before we get to, oh, well, Josh Allen got off to a slow start. Oh, Lamar Jackson this. Oh, well, Jalen Hurts this. I could bring up Marcus Mariota. I can bring up Blake Bortles. I could bring up a lot of other quarterbacks who are backups right now who had way more productive seasons than Justin Fields has had. And all I want is more production. That's it. I thought this year in this season for Justin Fields, when we went into this year and we said to ourselves, hey, this is a make-or-break third season for Justin Fields. We need for, for him to prove to Ryan Poles, who did not draft him, that he can be the guy going forward because you have the Panthers pick. That's the reason, because you have the Panthers pick. So you have to show him this year. Poles did not draft him, so he's never been his guy. It will be better if he shows him that he's his guy because if you can stay the course with Justin and he can break out, that's great. But for every Fields guy out there, did you think that 61% completion percent, that 2,100 yards, 15 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and 84.5 quarterback rating, and a 44.7 QBR was good enough? For comparison's sake, last year Justin Fields had a quarterback rating of 85.2. It's down almost a full point this year. Last year his QBR was 56.3. It's down this year a full 12 points. His fourth quarter quarterback rating is around 51. That is one of the worst in the NFL. The comps who join him in that company are Trevor Simeon, Jameis Winston, and Bailey Zappi. He is tied for the most interceptions in the fourth quarter in the NFL. Is that the production we're looking for? I'm not a hater. I'm just asking for more production. And is that what you thought, if you're a Justin Fields supporter, that you were going to get wowed with? I know you're loyal. I know you love the guy. But is that what you actually thought that he was going to do this year? None of us did. I thought he'd give you the Baker Mayfield numbers that Mayfield's gotten you. But to me... This is not what I thought I was going to get from Justin Fields. So that's what I want to ask you. Throw away Getze. Throw away Caleb Williams. I'm not asking you about drafting or this. I'm asking you, production-wise, what has Justin Fields done in his year three year where all these numbers are down? Where is the growth that you have seen? 
Brian in Midlothian, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brian? Hey, Sylvie. Uh, just, I basically agree with you. Um, for all of the flashes of greatness we've seen, it hasn't been good enough. It's like half of his touchdowns came in two games. Out of the 12 games he's played this year, he's had less than 200 yards passing in five of them. So it's, it's not good enough. I mean, for all the hype he had, I would even, like, like you said about Lamar Jackson, I, I was going to say he's Lamar Jackson light, but I can't even call him that see, because he's not consistent enough. At least Lamar was consistent one way or the other. Fields hasn't been. It's that close. For anybody who watches football, to compare him to Lamar Jackson, it's not close. They run the ball dynamically. That's as close as it gets. Steven Yorkville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks, Steve. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly that his stats have not been where they need to be. Um, but my thought is more of, especially like the, uh, the previous guy was saying, his consistency. The longer he's in this offense with the coaches and with the team, he, he's bound to play better. And there's no guarantee if you've got a first-round number one overall pick, there's more duds than there are studs drafted first overall. There's no guarantee a college quarterback's going to come in and be better or be the next great thing. Build the offensive line, continue with the defense that has the chance to be elite, and then if he doesn't show what you need next year, he's out of a contract, we should have several number one picks from the trading down that we could do. We can go then trade up to get a quarterback if we need. But I think we need to ride it out and, and build the rest of the team around it. Okay, thanks, Dave. My only worry is that you added DJ Moore. Everyone was saying last year it's Smith Marset. It's it's the bad receivers that you have. You added DJ Moore, and yet his numbers still his completion percentages is is basically the same, um, and his his quarterback rating and QBR have gone down. Like, wh- why hasn't why hasn't he gotten better? Where is the where's the jump that we all expected? The line's better. He's got better weapons, but yet we haven't seen him multiply. We haven't seen him take a leap in year three. So we keep saying, add, 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 he's going to take the jump. Where's the jump? Why are we convinced there's going to be the jump? Elmhurst, Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, good afternoon uh, and happy holidays. I, I just uh, think that one of the things that uh, that really strikes me that you you've touched on is is the fourth quarter production. It, you know, either you're a winner or you're a loser. And when it comes to the fourth quarter, you have to be producing at your best to give your your team a chance to win. And instead, his his career fourth quarter. Uh, quarterback rating is 62.4. Now, he's down to 51 this year. He's gotten worse. You gave him a better offensive line, uh, a much better number one receiver, and he's actually worse. And so these people that, oh, we're seeing progress, we're seeing hope and all this stuff, no. And you compare him with Lamar Jackson, are you kidding me? He gets to the fourth quarter and he craps the bread. I mean, this is a guy, he, he, he compare him more to Amber Heard. You know, that, that, all you right, can't all right. Guy. All right, Steve, we got to go. 
Um, Steve, let's go to another Steve on 294. Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Sylvie, it's Henry. Henry. What's up, Henry? Yeah, how you doing, bud? Not even close to Steve. What's up, Henry? Not close to Steve. Don't even know it's Steve. (laughs) What's up, Henry? Hey, man, uh, I just want to say the one thing that, you know, I've been a Bears fan for, you know, been watching for like three decades. I'm 42 years old. Some of the throws that he's made to DJ Moore, and now that Cole Komet has hands, that that shot that he took to Cole Komet the other day, I don't even think Cutler could have made that one. I don't think Cutler is as accurate as he is, and accuracy, I don't think that's something you can coach. But the fumbles in the fourth quarter, the the ball security, that's something you can coach out of them. So I'm still hopeful. I think we got to give it one more year to try and develop him just a little bit further, and he'll be what we want him to be. Henry, thanks. I think it, it goes with what Lewis was saying about the 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 splash plays and and the just the sparks good enough to get you fired like or lose jobs. I forget what the quote yeah, was. The flashes get you fired. The flashes get you fired, and you can like again. There are those plays that Justin Fields can make that not many human beings can make. There are the the off platform plays. There are throws he can make. They are the golf shots that keep you coming back for another round. But when you watch the full game from the first quarter through the fourth quarter, why isn't the production there fully? Why does Garner Minshew have more total yards from scrimmage? When I calculate Justin Fields' passing yards and rushing yards with his touchdowns, why does Garner Minshew have more total yards from scrimmage as a journeyman quarterback and the same amount of touchdowns and interceptions? Who's more talented? Justin Fields is four times as talented as Garner Minshew. He has so many more skills than Garner Minshew. He's faster, he's stronger, he's better. Why is the production not better? That's what I want to know. And that's what it's about for me. It's not about hating. It's wanting to see the production. Like any player I've ever rooted for or any player I've ever covered, is the production good enough to continue to keep? The highlights are awesome. It, it, it's like dunks. It's like awesome highlight packages on YouTube. Is it enough? to continue to build a team around, 312-332-3776. That's a conversation I want to have. Um, not fake numbers on a picture on Twitter that don't hold any weight whatsoever. want to have that conversation with you, 332-3776. Courtney Cronin coming up at 5. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Having a conversation about uh, fields and in the production, and if it's enough for you, 312 332 3776. Courtney Cronin coming up in about. Ten minutes from now, Ariel in Elmwood Park 
You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ariel? Sylvie, how are you, young man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank God Almighty. I can't complain. New Year coming around. My birthday was yesterday. So oh, happy go. birthday. Thank you, big guy. Thank you. Um, quick question. You just mentioned um, that we're just going to talk about Justin Fields' production and not compare him to everybody, but there's been a lot of comparisons going on. So um, when it comes to production, though, with Justin Fields, just over the last 17, 18 games would be a complete season. Just production on that alone, he's had over 4,200 total yards and 33 touchdowns with a 93 QB rating. That's, that's the production that I've been wanting to see. Um, I can move it a little bit further and be like, okay, yeah, you know, I can compare him to everything and everybody else. So we're comparing him to Lamar, comparing him to all these other people. Then we definitely got to bring up, unfortunately, the lack thereof of, of a good offensive coordinator, a, a, a real crappy team that we had last year when we went ahead and decimated the whole squad. So there's a lot you got to put into. You can't just say his production is this because it's only him. We unfortunately cannot say that. Because looking at his numbers over the last 17, 18 games, which is a whole full season, his numbers are better than a lot of the top 10 quarterbacks out there right now. See, I don't, I don't think is – that, is that right? I mean, like I know you're using the, the 1,100 yards rushing from last year, but I don't know if yeah, that's yeah. right with the, the, the quarterback rating and everything like that. So, so with the total – so with the passing yards, he's at almost a, probably 3,000 or just a little bit over it with like 25 to 26 touchdowns. And the 12 interceptions with the rushing is actually 1,200 yards rushing and eight touchdowns. So he's a little bit over almost 40, or close to 4,300 total yards with like 33, 34 touchdowns. Tyler, can you look that up for me? Can you grab that stat for me? Yeah, looking at it now. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Ariel. Again, like I, like I, I, I just, I, I don't see that. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see how he is. He has been one of the better quarterbacks in the league. To the to the four thousand yards point too. Like I don't think it's particularly special these days to go for forty two hundred yards or something like. Like Geno Smith had forty two hundred yards last year. He's a fine quarterback, but if Seattle were to take well, that that's throwing right. And, yeah, and that's that, just throwing. He's using the record setting rushing, which was great. We know that's not going to continue. That's a once in a lifetime. He, he's not going to stay healthy running the football to that level. It is a plus for him. It is, it is a weapon, and it is something that you're always going to get. My hope was he's going to throw for 3,600 yards, and he's going to improve um, his, his production in the fourth quarter, and he's going to throw for more touchdowns, where that is going to be the perfect mixture of a quarterback throwing and running the football. But to me, that has not happened. So here are his numbers over the last 17 games. So everyone wants to lump together the rushing and passing yards. But I think when you do that, you also have to throw the fumbles into right. the interceptions as well, especially if you're going to combine rushing and pa- and passing touchdowns. So if you combine total yardage, he's a little shy of 4,200. He's got 29 total touchdowns and 19 total turnovers as well. He's also taken 58 sacks, has a pass rating of 84-7. See, so like again, that the passer rating is not 93. The the touchdowns is not in the 30s, like he said. That's why. Well, that's, here's the thing: 
everything has shifted up a game now, all right? So you're lopping off one of the games that's no longer part of the sample size anymore that was a huge skew. Actually, two games that were huge skews for Justin Fields' numbers over the past 17 games were Dallas and Miami from last season. Right, right. Five touchdowns, no turnovers. Also, I think he ran for touchdowns in each of those games as well and had passer ratings of 120 and 106.7 in those games. He had those he had that middle part of the season last year where everything was good and we thought we were taking off on a on a rocket ship. And then it all came back down to earth. And like the league sort of caught up and he's never rediscovered that great success rate. And those like 50-yard touchdown runs aren't happening anymore. No, it's not happening because they're adjusting to him. Like they're they're not going to let it happen. These are pro these are pro defensive players that aren't going to let that happen anymore. It sort of caught him by surprise. Justin Fields was not this player at Ohio State. So once Getzey started doing that last year, it caught a lot of people by surprise. Now when they scheme for Justin Fields, that's the first thing they take away. You know what else is – I don't want to compare these two players because I think they obviously have very polar opposite perceptions within this city. But uh, we had a caller earlier who mentioned that, you know, Justin's got eight touchdowns in two of his games this year. That's largely what's buoying a lot of his numbers for this season. Eight of his touchdowns came in two games this year. And everyone out of that is kind of getting this perception about his numbers for the season. Well, you know who also had that? Chase Claypool had that in Pittsburgh. Six of his 11 touchdowns his rookie year came in two games. And I think a lot of us all kind of pumped up Chase Claypool and his overall numbers because of what happened in two games in Pittsburgh. And maybe we're doing a little bit of that with the numbers of Justin Fields. See, I'll, I'll look, I, I'm fine with that. I'll give, like, his numbers are his numbers. Just like if someone would call and say, look, he had uh, the Hail Mary was an interception that shouldn't have been an interception. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, didn't he also throw a touchdown late in the Kansas City game that was a garbage touchdown? Yeah, he did. When mm-hmm. they were already out. Like, the numbers are the numbers. I, I'm not, I'm not going to – that's why I'm, I'm just going to – I'm not going to say, like, he padded numbers or they only came in a couple of games. The numbers are the numbers. Production's production. And, and like, again, he's – the last caller skewed the numbers, again, in, in, a, in a wrong way. Like, the, the passer rating's 84. It's been 84. I would love it to be in the 90s. I would I'd be I'd be much I'd I'd be singing a much different tune if it was in the 90s. I'd be singing a different tune if he had touchdowns in the 30s. And and if 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 like again, these running numbers are going to be trending down in the last 16 games, 17 games because like you said, another game's lopped off from last year when he had the huge surge in rushing. Like he's probably going to end up with about 6 to 700 yards rushing every year going forward as a starting quarterback. He's never going to get 1,100 yards again, is what I would think. But again, I just want to see growth as a passer because of that rushing total. He's not going to be able to sustain it from an injury standpoint, and teams are going to just take that away from him from – the huge numbers that he got last year. Three three two three seven seven six. We'll take your calls with Courtney Cronin coming up next.